0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, Luigi's got a mansion, Toad's got a captainry, but what does Monty Mole have? It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going so great. I'm so happy to be here with you, Patrick, on a Wednesday night. This is... Okay. I'm going to take away your ability to reveal when we're recording these things. (laughs) Look, this is just the week where we do it, right? Okay, yeah, It's our specially themed week. Yep. It's where we talk about the day that we're recording the episode. Because, look... What other podcast gives you this kind of inside dirt that you crave? You want to know, ooh, when are they recording it? It's 8.28 p.m. It's good. It's good for people to know, right? I mean, it's, I don't think it's harmful. Um, I, I was going to uh, just point out that we are now living in a post-iTunes world. Um, and I, uh, up to this date, this is the very first time that I have uh, triggered the music cue of our Ape Betty opening music to play on not iTunes, but just through Apple Music. Did you test it earlier to make sure it was going to work? Did. Or were we, okay. I did, in fact, uh, test it earlier. I mean, seamless to me. The listeners would never have known if it weren't the uh, week where we talk about what course, day we're recording of the show. But now they know, and now uh, we know, and here's another thing you can know. This is the worst of these transitions I've ever done. I've done like 200 of these, and this is the worst one. You can borrow my copy of Sonic Forces. Um, still an excellent program. Uh, you can borrow my copy of Sonic Forces. On the Nintendo Switch, all you gotta do is send us an email to Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com with a mailing address, and that's where I send the game. The game goes to that address. It costs you nothing. Zero zero nothings. It costs you not any anythings. And not any nothings as well. Also, while you're sending us an email, but in a separate email so you don't give Patrick an aneurysm. Thank you. You should be sending us your Super Mario Maker 2 levels. Yeah, because look, if there's one thing I love more than playing Strangers levels on Super Mario Maker 2, it's playing our listeners levels on Super Mario Maker 2. Because there's at least some connection that I have to it. (laughs) It's just a little bit better than playing Strangers levels. But then we can talk about them on the show, and you get a little shout out from us, and we share the code on uh, Twitter and in the episode description. And it's fun for everyone. Especially us, because we get to play some some new levels. something that's also going to be very fun, fun for us, yeah, is coming up next month, thanks to a suggestion from listener Jessica. Thank you, Jessica. We are going to be ranking. No, we are just determining a single best, even better. yeah. Uh,
1: go. Nintendo music. <laughs>
0: Of all time. We are going to be determining the single best piece of Nintendo music. Uh, and the only way that we can do this is by pitting them against each other, uh, but we cannot well, we will be making final determinations about which is the best. Uh, we will not be selecting the pool. You need to suggest individual pieces of music by writing into us or tweeting at us. So either tweet at us at Cart Society or write into Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, gmail.com. Uh, with The name of the piece and, you know, probably a link to YouTube so that we can hear it. um, And then we'll figure it all out. Yeah, we're going to be taking all your suggestions, Mm -hmm. putting them into some sort of bracket system that future Patrick and Mark are going to figure out. Yeah, and let me tell you what. Future Patrick and Mark are worried. (laughs) They are worried about how they're going to sort all this information. But not today, Patrick and Mark. Not on this fine Wednesday evening (laughs) at what is now 8.31 p.m. (laughs) Uh, but once you should send all this to us, yes. I was gonna say one small caveat, but that's not true. There's two things I wanted to say one, you should send all of this to us before November 22nd. We're giving you a lot of lead time, yeah, but that doesn't mean you should procrastinate. And second, you can submit as many pieces as you want, yes, but please rank them in like order of importance to yeah, you, yeah, prioritize because uh, some of you have been sending us a lot of suggestions, which we absolutely love, but the bracket might be getting a little too big and future Patrick and Mark are a little bit worried about how they're going to handle it. Yeah, look, we're doing a little bit of a good cop bad cop thing here and like present Patrick and Mark, good cop. <laughs> we want all your suggestions. But future Patrick and Mark, they're crazy, man. <laughs> and crying. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're capable of, frankly. <laughs> so do us a favor, prioritize your list. Uh hopefully we'll be able to include all of them. But if not, we want to make sure we're at least including your top pick. Yep. And uh, thank you, Jason and Jonathan and Lizzie and everyone we mentioned on the last episode for contributing. Um, This is already shaping up to be an excellent uh, set of uh, pieces of music, um, and I'm really looking forward to that episode. But that's so far away. Let's get into the main topic for today and uh, Nintendo characters, side characters that deserve their own (laughs) spinoffs. The rules. Yes. We need to establish some rules, and, you know, I, I love the rules. <laughs> so this whole thing came about because yes. Luigi's Mansion 3 is coming out in a few weeks. Yeah. Luigi has had three entries in his spinoff series. That's correct. But there are so many Nintendo characters out there. Tons. Who haven't had any spinoff games. Right. So we're going to come up with, we're going to pick out those characters We're going to determine what their game is. We'll chat about it. It'll be fun. The criteria, we cannot pick someone who has already spun off. Right. So no, like, Princess Peach game. Right. No Luigi game, obviously. No Toad game, because of Captain Toad. No Slippy game, because he had that, like, horrible Star Fox, what is it called? Guard? Yeah. Star Fox Guard was actually the better part of that package. Really. Better than Star Fox Zero. I mean arguably a a topic for a different time i I don't know when else we're going to talk about this, but I agree with you. I think actually maybe we did talk about it when we talked about Star fox Zero. yeah, that's our star right. fox card um so s- the the one thing that this does bring in a question is what about Tingle? Yes, because Tingle has never had any spinoff games released in the West right. because we are uh we went against God at some point. Yeah, I mean, y- yes, yes. We d- we went against God, and... Why else would we, we d- be deprived... Of a Tingle game? Of Tingle greatness. I don't know. There's something... Is it... Like, what is it that Tingle that reads as, like, gayer in America and we're homophobic? Like, no, is that I, why, or no, what is I, it? I actually, I mean... Because I don't think he reads as gay to the Japanese, who are just as homophobic oh, you as the Americans. don't think so? Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, no, so, uh, I... I actually think what it is is that, like, actually, I'm not even gonna guess. All right, but you're probably <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, a variation of what you're saying is probably true. Uh, but it, it, at, at any rate, um, tingle, kinda gr- kind of, kind of a gray area here. Um, but Mark, I believe you came prepared. I still with, have with an idea for a tingle game that we should just get out of the way because he doesn't fit our rules. But right. how can we possibly talk about? Nintendo characters that need more games and not talk about Tingle. Right. B- before you uh, suggest what uh, your Tingle suggestion, do you know what the Tingle games are like? Not really. Yeah, me neither. They're There's, like Rupee-related, I think. Yeah, like he is collecting things. He's probably or... mad with greed or something like that. Oh my god, he's probably so mad with greed. <laughs> I want to hear about your Tingle game. Okay, then. all right. So here's my pitch for a Tingle game. And yeah. it is. Uh, my elevator pitch is just Tomb Raider <laughs> starring Tingle. <laughs> Tomb Raider, but Tingle. So you're raiding tombs uh-huh. to get maps. Because where does he get the maps? Right. We need to know. But in my head, the way I'm imagining this game is basically somebody like modding Tomb Raider to just have like the old school, like PS1 Tomb Raider. Yes. To have... The N64 Tingle Sprite from Majora's Mask, super, just, like, yes. do, in, in, in lieu of Lara Croft. Right. So, like, still with the uh, super low draw distances, missed everywhere. <laughs> you can't see anything. You can't see that Tyrannosaurus Rex until it's basically eating you. It might as well not exist. Right. <laughs> it might as well. That's correct. <laughs> um... I I like the idea of Tingle having to go into caves or tombs or whatever um, to get maps, but I would like if the maps were, like, uh, carved into stone, and he's, like, taking a rubbing of them. Yes. Yes. For whatever reason, that, that, that like, a little arts and craftsy element of it, and then you could put it on, uh, like, Switch. You could only play it in handheld, and you have to actually, like, rub the screen. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, man. This does feel like a lot of missed opportunity, because, like, if it was on the DS or, like, the 3DS or something you had to like blow on yes. whatever like stone tablet to get the dust off of it and then uh, you put the uh paper down and then you like get out your chalk and write and then you can make a rubbing uh-huh um i hate that the microphone on the ds and 3ds was just turned into a like a sensor for blowing things. yeah <laughs> i know yes uh, outside of like brain age cuz you could talk to brain age um, but like everything else, you were just blowing on it. I guess on the Wii U also had that. I a hundred percent thought that sentence was going to end. I hate that Jingle. idea for a game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I sort of do, just because like uh, you couldn't pay me to play. Well, you could if you had a. a I mean, more than like a hundred bucks. <laughs> Uh, you could not talk me into playing uh, the original Tomb Raider right now with or without Tingle Okay, but I'm just saying that was, like, my mental image yeah. for why I find this idea delightful. Yeah. Like, sure. <laughs> I mean, in a weird way. Yeah, I guess put him in the more modern ones where it's, like, <laughs> it's a survival horror. Well, where, like, he's forced to murder a bunch of people to get off the island. No, 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 no. That does feel, you know, like, you were worried that the reason Tingle didn't come to the West is right. because you're too homophobic. But Tingle murdering people—that sounds like exactly <laughs> like something that we would all want to buy. Sure, we're so we're gonna rehabilitate Tingle's image by making him more murderous. Well, you know how in the U.S. like what Kirby has like angry eyebrows. Yes, this is the Tingle equivalent of that. Sure, his Tingle Tingle's equivalent of Kirby of angry eyebrows. Right, is just mowing people down to try to get off an island. Those games are so bad. Those games are so bad. anyways that's my idea for a tingle game uh that that's uh that's a good idea mark i like it um should should we now uh just trade trade off back and forth yeah let's do it Mm -hmm. uh okay so i'm gonna go with an idea that i think is pretty strong first i'm gonna start strong here uh a kk slider rhythm slash band management game so you play as kk slider from the animal crossing series and you are visiting people's villages where you meet the the normal uh, Animal Crossing villagers and like animal neighbors and playing for them their favorite songs. And you have to do it in rhythm and you have to like program your own set every time. So, like, you know that, oh, that llama is in the audience for this one. I got to play this song. Um, and then you have to, like, do a whole concert. This, uh, uh funnily funny that we mentioned the microphone on the ds and 3ds this would be the perfect opportunity to make you try to like sing along to kk slider songs yes just trying to like match his like his really lo-fi voice yeah exactly because then it'd just really be about like tone Mm. so it'd be you're doing all the parts in rock band right Right. just (laughs) yourself um, So I, I originally had written down that it was like a K.K. Slider uh, guitar hero, uh-huh. but like making you sing the songs, like making it a like sing star kind of experience uh, would also be fun. I really I think like any part of of it would be cool. Um, it would also just be super fun to see what is K.K. Slider's life like. Yeah, like because I mean, he's maybe the only character in those games who doesn't wear clothes. What's that decision based on? And as far as we can tell, I mean, I guess he, maybe he lives in Animal Crossing or in your town, but it doesn't really seem like he does. No, it seems like he's a, a traveler, right? Right. Like he he pops, he's on tour. Yes. Um, Especially but- now that he's a DJ. Oh yeah, totally. I like him with the guitar. <laughs> I, I do too. But I think in uh, New Leaf. Yeah. When he shows up and is like playing sets. Yeah. And it's like right. EDM. I think it's. That's hilarious. Too. Yeah. I mean, and that would be something that you would have to choose before you start the set. you like, am I am I in a town that's going to want an acoustic set? Or am I going to have to, you know, whip out the turntables and, like, you know, mash up two songs or That would be so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Especially if you could, you get to, like, set his outfits. You get oh, to dress yes. him up appropriately for, like, different, like, you're playing a bar mitzvah. Yes. And, like, get your, like, ill-fitting suit out. I just love KK Slider. I just want yeah, like be able great. to play as KK Slider, dress up KK Slider. Mm-hmm. I want all of those things 100%. I also want it to talk to whatever Animal Crossing game is out at the time and so that like you can like some of the stages or levels or whatever would be your friend's actual villages or islands, you know, in uh, the new one so that like than when they visited their town that they got that concert of you playing. Like, that would be would amazing. It would be so good. It would be so good to just like be in KK's uh, shoes for a little bit. Uh, again, I know he doesn't wear shoes. He doesn't wear clothes. <laughs> but you can dress him up however you want in this. It's going to be great. That would be so much fun. So my first one is a Brutals spinoff. Oh. And, from so, Super Mario Odyssey. Yes. The evil wedding planners. That are rabbits. Yes. And... I I think it would be, you know, you kind of had, like, a crossover game where it was a rhythm game, but also, like, a management game. I am kind of taking cues from the indie game that came out uh, maybe about a year ago around this time, Moonlighter. Do you remember this game? No, I I do not. Remind me. It's, like, it's a shop management slash Zelda dungeon crawler type thing. So, like, I think the premise was during the day you had to manage, like, a shop and then at night you went out into dungeons and like um there were like puzzle solving elements and combat and all that kind of stuff yeah and so my idea is okay we're gonna make a brutals game where oh, this is so good i love they this. are wedding planners mm-hmm. right with all that that entails having to you know like meet with clients plan weddings like basically a wedding planner management sim Right. So so you're, like, asking them questions to, like, try and figure out what their tastes are. Yes, exactly. um, What kind of food they want at their wedding, what kind of flowers, and then you spend the night time, like, venturing into the world to collect these things. To collect the things or, Mm. right, or maybe, like, uh, the boss levels, you know, the culmination of it is you actually have to, like, have the wedding happen. Oh man, Right, that's so crazy. it becomes like a, like an adventure game, yeah. a little actiony, you know, you're trying to like coordinate guests and do all this stuff, but also you're a little bit evil cuz you're brutal. Right, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um that's good. I mean that that's uh that seems like a ton of fun and you could like plug in just like Mario villain after Mario villain. Really you could go crazy with it and just be like Nintendo villains. Uh Yeah, like, absolutely. Like I, I mean please Please let me do Ganondorf's wedding. Oh my god! Oh my god! So much brown and black. <laughs> it's really the color of the season. R- yes, autumn. <laughs> uh that's super fun. Um, do you imagine that there's like one of the brutals in particular is like the main character? Do you? Think I was you thinking sort more of, like... that you would just be able to like choose which brutal mm, okay. you wanted to use, or I guess also really you could have different brutals be good at different aspects yeah sure right and so you either had the option of like you could like in fireman uh three houses you can either choose to manage everything manually or you can kind of let it manage itself so if you wanted to manage every brutal yeah you could or you could just focus on one or two brutals that you were really in uh into like what they do like cakes or flowers or decorations or whatever and then let the other ones kind of manage themselves oh man this you this is a great pitch and I and I love this uh but it just flashed in my head what if it is what if like for the actual weddings and we're like pulling off the actual weddings it becomes an overcooked esque uh, yes couch co op yes four people controlling four brutals running around that is a hundred percent what it should be yes oh my gosh those are the boss levels <laughs> this is so good we're just dropping these out here this is these are free ideas. <laughs> Uh, all right. for For my uh, second idea, um, oh, okay. Now oh, I just closed out the app here. Um, it is a game based on Rivali from Breath of the Wild, uh, and it takes place during the time of the war against uh the Calamity Ganon. Um, and it is Rivali and a bunch of his like Rito Warriors, and it's basically a Star Fox like game or like a Panzer Dragoon. Cool. Um, like you're flying around. It's like an yeah, on like rails, a... like flying shooter. So kind of like um uh I'm just pulling an analog to another Nintendo game, Great. but uh Kid Icarus Uprising. Yeah, totally. Yes. Uh except without the on foot segments. Mm-hmm. Like I just I just want uh the like flying through the air. I want it to be you know, like, a short-ish game that, like, you know, you play for, like, uh, two or three hours, and then, like, you do it again, and, like, there are branching paths or whatever. That would be so much fun. It'd be so much fun for, you know, like, uh, Star Fox. They ha- has like, a squad, yeah. right? Like, a team. But, yeah, to see those other Rito Warriors. Yeah, and just build it out, man. Right, like, and, like, they can all have different personalities. They're all different colors. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good idea. I'm imagining the Breath of the Wild art style, which would just oh, be, like, so cool. Yeah, it'd be beautiful. Um, and then, like, you know, you could have, like, one level where you're like going around death mountain and like the the Daruk is there, you know, like you can you can like put in the the other champions like wherever they fit and like whatever kind of levels um or even like little power-ups. Um it would be great. And like we're all very excited for Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever the sequel is going to be called. Um but like just to spend some time in the like champions time. Um, like I'm sure I could pitch a game for each of the in- four individual champions. I'd love to see like a fighting game that's like just the four champions, Zelda and Link. Um, but like I feel like this would be a cool, uh, sort of like more narrow focused, uh, way to represent, uh, those characters in the story, um, in just like a fun and exciting way. Yeah, and it'd be so cool to see Hyrule uh, from the sky, baby, from the sky, and at like peak Hyrule because in Breath of the Wild we see it kind of like run down it's post the apocalypse basically yeah and it would be really cool to see the other part of it and they wouldn't have to it wouldn't have to be like as rendered because you would just be seeing glimpses of it here and there also this to me feels like a no-brainer like the uh fifth best-selling Zelda game of all time in the west Link's Crossbow Training was basically like hey let's take a lot of the work that we did Twilight Princess and just repurpose those assets into a different game of like a different medium entirely not medium entirely they didn't turn this into but, a novel or something but well, like could have <laughs> but no I mean they did basically turn it into a light gun game right um and so like yeah like t- changing the, the genre out entirely and for something that's way more arcadey um which you know a star star fox is like an arcade style like flight shooter um, that's just exactly what I want to see uh, for this Rivali game. Especially because it it would be perfect as like an eShop game. Totally. Which I feel like when Nintendo first when the Switch first came out, they had a, a couple of those weird like eShop exclusive Nintendo games. They oh, were yeah. like what is this? And like Flip Switch. And that- I funny you should bring that up, because that is my next
1: Oh, game look at
0: us go. Is also like Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, which is, you know, along the same lines. But yes. Yeah. Uh. Okay. I want a spin-off game about the Flip Wars suit people. Whatever they are, whoever they are, whatever they are. I don't know if they're robots. I don't <laughs> right. know if they're like just weird exoskeletons. Look, man, here's the thing. Uh, there's no way to know what they are. <laughs> there are no resources. Except this game <laughs> yes. gets made. And this is what I want. Okay, so... Are you familiar at all with Rollerball? um, The original one, not like the remake oh. from like 2002, what it called, starring like Chris Klein or something. <laughs> I'm more familiar with the remake. Okay, but. so the original movie, I think it was made in like 1975 or something like that, stars James Caan, and basically it takes place in this world where, um, like, corporations run everything. And the biggest sport in the world is called rollerball, which is basically kind of like a more violent roller derby. Yeah. And so James Conn is like the best rollerball player in the world. But then the corporation who runs everything is like, uh, we want you to retire. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And so they start changing the rules. They're like, <gasps> now like there are no more rules. So people are, so because they're trying to take him out for a mysterious, like whatever reason that they don't want him to play rollerball anymore. And that's what I want this Flip Wars game to be. I want it to be a uh, narrative-driven adventure game, like the last of us, except it's about the Flip war people. Sure. Do you, so if do they're you people? S- do they still play games of flip like I, I yes yeah, exactly. That, okay, flip yeah. war in this instance is rollerball. Sure, right? Or is like Blitzball in Final Fantasy-huh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's really cool. So like you want like a dark. I mean, not necessarily. it doesn't have to be, like, dark. But, like, dark. Right. But, but uh, like dark. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes. Not dark, but dark. dark. Um, But, yeah, just, like, really give it to me. Make yeah. me feel for these Flip War people. Because yeah. otherwise I'm like, Flip War, I had to look up what this game was called. Yeah. I was, like, Googling, like, Nintendo butt-stomping color game. And Flip War was, like, easily found when I Googled that, by the way. um. That's good, and also a, a a way to like inject a little life into. I mean, it's it doesn't seem like it was a property they developed super hard. No, not at all. Like I, not not at all. It almost seems like they, uh, if they had like worked on it any further, they would have like grafted another IP onto it. Yeah, or they, or it was you know because Nintendo famously. They come up with a fun game idea, and then they figure out, like, which IP, if any, is a good fit for it. To me, this feels like a Splatoon-esque exercise, except Splatoon was developed into a full game. And this, they were like, oh, maybe there's not really... It's too shallow. There's not really much here, so we're just going to, like, release it. It feels like a tech demo. Just, like, release it as its own thing. It always kind of looked to me like it had the same... Sort of aesthetic as uh Metroid Prime Federation Forces. Oh, interesting. Because like it had this sort of like big headed, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, robot suit marine guys in it, which were basically the same. Oh, at that- least that's what I'm when I think about that game. That's what I see. I don't really. That's really idea. funny. I see uh the that they should be in like the music video for that Eiffel 65 song. Blue, yeah, yeah. To me, they fit it right in there. Uh. Yeah, that's good. I I, I want to see that, um, and I want to see like a, a ton of like voice acting and like a script that takes itself too seriously. <laughs> uh, that sounds great. Cause remember when Nintendo used to make games like that, like Geist. Yeah, sure. I mean, or, or occasionally they would like they would like dabble, yeah. in that sort of thing. I mean, it's not too far off from like uh, other M, really. Um, so yeah, it's it's not it's not outside of the realm of possibility. I'm gonna say it's a lock. For 2021. <laughs> uh so my my next game I'm I'm going to go with this. this is the the actually the the first one I came up with. Uh I want a game based on Master Hand and Crazy Hand from Super Smash Brothers. It's a tactics game using all of the Nintendo characters It's a turn-based tactics game where and you can see Master Hand like picking up Mario and like putting him somewhere and then like a little turn-based battle plays out between he and Captain Falcon who was put there by Crazy Hand uh and that's that's it it's a super simple pitch that's really so kind of like Microsoft had some success with turning Halo into Halo Wars yes right you'd basically be making like Smash Brother Wars yeah i mean i i'm th- can, i'm th- can thinking about it like it's a a turn based like it's uh Fire Emblem but i suppose it could very well be cuz Halo Wars was uh real time right uh yeah, I think it was more like StarCraft. Yeah, would yeah. So re- real time strategy instead of uh turn based. But I guess I guess either way would be fun. Um, but I am sort of envisioning it with like all hero units, you know, so that like you're never like sending out a uh, platoon of like Goombas or whatever. It's like no Mario and Luigi and uh, Wario are going up against you know the Splatoon guys. Or yeah, I I guess the uh correlation I was trying to make is that, oh, you're taking this, like, action-y, like, yeah. game and then taking that same idea and just turning it into, like, a turn-based, like, strategy game. Yeah, totally, totally. And just, like, yeah, yeah, sl- slowing it down. And I think that that's something, um like, I know just about everyone likes the idea of Super Smash Bros., but fighting games can be a little bit impenetrable. And Smash is pretty good about, like, being an approachable fighting game. Um, but even still, it can be a little bit, too alienating for people that just want to exist in like the nintendo mashup world and if you turn that into a turn-based strategy game i you know that's obviously alienates a different group of people but i would at least give a different audience the opportunity to play in that like playset. i like the idea of taking the smash brother fighting levels and just like mode six flat or like mode seven or whatever yeah. like <laughs> flattening them yep Right, and that becomes, like, the map for the game. So it's just, like, Pokemon Stadium just, like, flattened. Or, Boom, like, man. Final Destination just, like, spread out really, like, big and thin. Yeah. That's a really fun idea. Um, and it could just, you know, it, it means that you don't need any kind of, like, story. Because it's just one big hand and another big hand, uh, like, just fighting against each other. It'd be great. So uh, the next one I'm going to pitch is a little bit of a cheat. Okay, because it's not around one character specifically. I but, think that's fine. Uh, I think the it Brutals be... arguably aren't one character. <laughs> I just think it would be really cool, and I'm a little bit surprised that something like this has never happened. That we've never seen a triple triad type card game, or really, it, or any really just like a Nintendo trading card game at all outside of Pokemon. Right, but I mean, like, based on, like, Nintendo mascot characters, like, the Mushroom Kingdom, Donkey Kong, like, it's basically the Smash Brothers core franchises, right, that are represented there, like, in a bigger, just, like, card game that you could buy these cards, trade them, play them against each other with friends. Yeah. Um, So, Triple Triad, if you're not familiar, is, I think it started in Final Fantasy VIII, but it's a, it was, like, a side game that within a game in final fantasy eight and then has continued on in different forms in final fantasy games since then yeah it's in nine i know and but basically or at least maybe it was nine where i played it the most but the rules are pretty simple there's like a grid of 10 cards i I think it's four by four i think it's 16 okay so 16 cards and basically you're collecting these cards and each one has like a point value in the corner and then as you're laying the cards down you're either red or blue, and when the cards get laid down, you match, like, the points up against each other, and then it determines which, which color the cards turn, and you're trying to get, like, the majority of them mm-hmm. to be your color. And, I don't know, I just feel like, even as something like a minigame in Smash or something like that, it just feels like you have Pokemon, but there's just an entire avenue that Nintendo has never really, like, yeah down yeah one well, that- even like uh Pokemon is more of a um you know it's a, a a magic the gathering style game where like you're summoning creatures and then they fight each other whereas um you know the triple triple triad is mm-hmm. that what it's called um it, it has a lot more like the actual uh shape and uh like the the cards themselves feel more relevant and less like representative of uh, you know, a, a different video game idea. Um, this could also be a uh, Master Hand and Crazy Hand game. Maybe what we need to do is just have a whole suite of Master Hand and Crazy Hand. It's games. It's the new Pokemon. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Put it on everything. <laughs> they can have all kinds <laughs> of games. This is this is a good idea. Um, and you would want to do like uh with the same like uh Smash cast of characters, or is there a? a I mean, I think. But really, character. what you would do is you would start with maybe, like, just the Mushroom Kingdom, like, the core yeah. Mario characters and ancillary characters. And then, eventually, obviously, you'll have, like, additional packs. Yeah, totally. To, just DLC, essentially. The original DLC. Packs of cards. <laughs> packs of cards. So, you're talking, like, physical... It could be both. Physical, okay. Like, what? Right? Like, uh, Hearthstone and uh those types of games, like, Gwent or whatever are basically taking that idea of a f- card collecting and trading yeah. and a competitive game and just making it digital. So I, I think either way would work. Um, you know what would be good to map onto that would be Paper Mario. Um, yes. Just because, like, the physicality feels right. And also, uh, the last Paper Mario game on the Wii U um, had, a like, a card system in it, which was kind of like a crappy way to, um, like, dole out or, like, limit your ability to do the same moves over and over again. It um, also was a really weird implementation of the Wii U gamepad. Um, But this is a better idea. (laughs) But the cards just make so much sense. Uh, all right. Uh, Do you want? I I have two more ideas. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and one one is a a big idea, and the other is a little idea. Which would you like to hear first? Um, whichever one save whichever one you think will be the grand finale, because I think he'll be going last. Okay, so uh, I'll I'll go with the little one then. Okay. Um. I want to see a Pikmin style game where you are, you know, one unit controlling like lots of little units um using the viruses from Dr. Mario and you are inside various bodies of Mushroom Kingdom characters trying to infect them and ultimately kill them. <laughs> this is uh, so basically you are playing dr mario from the other perspective absolutely from a certain point of view a dr mario game that's right that is 100 percent what it should be called <laughs> and you play as obi-wan kenobi inside the body of a toad uh no but just like uh uh you know i i always like i love the designs of i've, I've talked about this before i know um but i love the designs of the viruses in dr mario um they seem like they have all this personality um and just having they're real stinkers they're real stinkers and oh my gosh they don't like it when you take them out and they like fall on their backs and they like kick and wail their arms and stuff and like it's it's i i know they've appeared in like uh some of the mario and luigi games uh, and maybe the first one and they're also in uh inside story um but like just kind of building on that idea and I guess this is another like real time ish strategy game, um. But uh, I I like the idea of having like one main virus, um, that's like commanding all like these little viruses, and you have to like you know go to uh you know some area in the body and like you know make them sneeze or like go somewhere and like upset their stomach and like oh no here comes some uh some capsules with medicine in them and you have to like r- repel them out of the body or whatever, um. At that. Seems, like, super fun to me, and you know how I feel about Dr. Mario. He should have his license taken away. <laughs> he's over-prescribing drugs. I think that's a really, really fun idea. Great. Okay. okay. So, uh, my last one. All right. I gave the judge from Isle Delphino a lot of crap Yeah. when we did our episode about which Nintendo character should be fired. Right. Because... He sentenced Mario with absolutely no real evidence. Yep. It was a complete kangaroo court situation. That being said, I would, uh, I'm would, i proposing a crossover game. Yes. The judge from Isle Delfino mm-hmm. with Phoenix Wright. Objection! <laughs> Where the judge from Isle Delfino yes. is adjudicating Phoenix Wright cases. So, but there's still Phoenix Wright cases? No, I mean, basically, you're in the... Yes, in the sense that Phoenix Wright is a character in the game. Sure. And is who is, like, uh, trying to get... You know, like, is being a lawyer in a case. Yeah, and sure yeah. Miles Edgeworth is there as well. But instead of just, like, the judge from the Phoenix Wright games... Right. The judge from Milo Delfino is guest-starring... And you play as the judge. So it's like a twist on multiple perspectives. Yes. Right? Because um, you're the one who's trying to make sense of everything that's going on in the courtroom. That's fun. And also it's putting you in the shoes of a character that I was like, you know, really bagging on. Right. So hopefully we get... different from a certain point of view. Exactly. So like maybe we get a little bit to learn a little bit more of like... The fallible humanity or delfinoism, because yeah, who knows what those things are? <laughs> the judge from Isle Delfino now, let me ask you this uh does this does do all of the like the cases and like crimes and whatever happen on Isle delfino? Oh, interesting, so they're all like beach town related crimes Sh- no, I mean didn't it doesn't, a boat, it doesn't have to be, I think that's probably a good uh well. All right, you know how there was, like, the Street Fighter and Tekken game, and yeah. they're supposed to be, like, the Tekken cross Street Fighter game? Yeah, that's not going to happen. No. So, yeah. b- but, you know, that was, like, the announced plan. And so I think, yes to what you're saying, but it's two games, right? Yes. There's one where it's a Phoenix Wright game that, but Phoenix Wright is on the Isle Delfino. Right. And then there's another one that's Judge Delfino in, what's the town, or the, the city? Yeah, in- wherever Phoenix yeah. right? takes Phoenix. place. Like an amalgam of, like, Tokyo and New York, right? <laughs> right. So, yes, it's, I'm proposing two games. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm very happy with that. Um, are you ready for my last idea, Mark? Yes. Rosalina. We know a little bit about her history because there's that storybook um, that explains, like, what happened to her, where she came from in the original Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, she's lost in the universe. She comes across a, uh, a crying luma and, like, helps it realize its place in the universe as a star that uh, lives and dies and, like, has this whole beautiful, like, stellar circle of life kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, she eventually becomes, like, the mother of all these lumas or, you know, whatever. Whatever happens there. <laughs> um, so I want a game that carries that idea forward in Rosalina's life where she explores the universe finds new lumas and like helps shepherd them into like the next phase of their uh solar existence. Um I'm basically pitching like a uh space-based western RPG with no combat in it. Like she's just going around and like discovering what these lumas need, helping them achieve it, and then they do it, then she moves on to the next galaxy. I love that. It would be peaceful, it would be beautiful, it would be Moving, and that's it. Like I just want a cool, chill game where you can explore like a Mario c- galaxy, uh, as Rosalina. Yeah, and I'm just imagining because you're so right that I think one of the reasons that uh the storybook parts of Super Mario Galaxy are so good is because it is like emotional, but it's also so relaxing. Yes, like, the music in the observatory. Like, the waltz? I think it's, like, Rosalina's waltz or something. Yeah. It it happens, like, when you go into the library. Which, by the way, I don't know that I've seen that nominated yet. (laughs) Everyone. It is. It's, like, it's... I mean, everything about... There's a reason why Rosalina is a fan favorite. Because everything about Rosalina and Rosalina's story and the presentation of her story in the first Super Mario Odyssey, Odyssey game is so outstanding. And it's so, like... It really is like beautiful, yeah. Um, that it would be so interesting and I think difficult, but really cool to see that aesthetic extended to like an entire game. Yeah, and and like it, it's important to me that it not be like an action game and that there not be any like violent parts. it. like the start, the the lumas can die, just like as part of their their life cycle. Like mm-hmm. that, that's fine. But and they can be scared of it too. But like she's got to help them transition into the 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 next you know phase of their existence i I think that's amazing counterpoint put her put her in rise of tomb raider look here we go (laughs) two games one that softens rosalina for the american audiences (laughs) i forget how this worked (laughs) and one that just turns her into a hard bitch Where she just murders everyone, looks <laughs> down, and can't believe how much blood there is on her hands. Uh, all right, Mark, let, let's uh, let's close this out. So those were our ideas uh, for. Nintendo character or Nintendo side character spin off games. Uh, If you have ideas, we would love to hear them. You can email us at nintendo cartridge society at gmail.com with your suggestions, and we'll talk about them on future episodes. I'm this is the kind of thing that we do that I like the most, where we just like theorize about games that will never exist. Uh, I want other people to do that too. It's a really fun exercise, and we love hearing from our listeners, especially. On topics like this. Yeah, because uh, you guys have good imaginations too, um, and you make me laugh just as much as Mark makes me laugh, and as much as I make myself laugh, I know I can hear it too. Alright, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's wrap this up. Um, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter. Um, we like that, and it helps us out a bunch. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincard Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music, including his new single, Fall on Your Sword, uh, at dot or by listening right now. From my co-host Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thank you for listening. Check out our new podcast, Barely Barely Composed, composed, with us, Feminity Trio. Each week, we write a brand new comedic song with one of our funny friends. Listen and subscribe to Barely Composed on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Campfire Media. Campfire.